wow, what a terrible fade, but we're going to keep it. <laughs> it's later. We got a late start here, and I don't feel like doing that over. So welcome, everybody, to the Empire Excel podcast, episode 16. Wow. I mean, 16 episodes. I mean, 16. not bad. I, mean, we, we, I think we've missed we've missed one week in all of this. So, You um, know, I mean, this is – I feel like this, this shows um, – you know, I mean – Dorf, you and I are podcast veterans, but we kind of—it uh, was, you know—it's been a crazy run. We, you know, we kind of hit rock bottom there. It seemed like for a while, and had to kind of create this show out of nothing. And I don't know. I, I think we're um, it, it, it's coming around. Episode sixteen, killing it, man. Yeah. Happy, happy to be a part of it. Awesome. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for thanks for joining me, Josh. Um, so tonight's topic, um. The power vacuum that you're, you're seeing in in U.S. domestic politics, the first time, at least in my memory, that the status quo or the state is unwilling to use state power to put down anti-state violence. <laughs> yeah, the, or at least try to. I mean, this isn't the first amount. This isn't the first riots. Um, that we've seen in this country. I mean, they're actually relatively regular occurrence, believe it or not, um, throughout our history, especially in the, in the last hundred years. I mean, they're, they're a relatively regular thing. This just seems to be the first time where the powers that be or state authority, or whatever you want to call it, the status quo, the establishment has a uh, very little interest, except in some rare cases in restoring her, uh, using st- using their still legitimate state power, so and because that's happening, you're seeing other people or non-state actors fill that void, much like you'd see a warlord, you know, warlord in different parts of the world mm-hmm. fill that that power vacuum where the the state can't flex its muscle to keep it, you know, keep control. Uh, Absolutely. As am I. Really. 
hell. Right. Like, look at Seattle. It was kind of the, the, the chat. Yeah, may, maybe if I burn my own, may, maybe if I burn, if I let my own city burn. Uh, hell, they had a warlord inside of 24 hours. That, and, um, you know, <laughs> like, I can make him look the, that uh, bad or that much worse. The crazy, the, the craziest part is the, uh, and, uh, orange man bad. Well, he called you. He, well, well, and, and the crazy part is you're, it, it's not like a, a state or a, a, a faction that these individual leaders control. You don't control the mob, so you're counting on them, A, being your side to begin with, and not just being, you know, anarcho-punks who just want to see it all burn, or and that they will stay on your side uh, throughout the duration of their mayhem, uh, which is a calculation I think that people forget that, you know, oh, we're just going to let this happen. Yeah, no, oh, I mean, Dorf, I, to me, a lot of this can be back. summed no, up, no, I, you know, in a world where... It never has emotion is valued over logic any sort of riot that's allowed to continue this is what happens the world you know in, in a world it where sociology you know, or well social sciences are valued over history or reason th this is I, going to happen i this is i no one in their right mind if they sat and thought about it just put out put all the stuff out of your head that doesn't that's emotional. That's you know that um, what caused it. Yeah, you know, I mean, bad is bad, good is good. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're just gonna let stuff. You're just gonna let people riot. You're gonna let let stuff burn. You're gonna, you know, and then you're going to criticize. But like you said, Dorf, you know, this is this is the power vacuum. This is the title of the show. You're going to criticize those that say. No, I'm not going to do this. No, this is my life's work, and I'm going to stand in front of my barber shop with a shotgun. I'm not going to let people break my windows. I'm not going to let people do this. Barbershop's probably a bad example. Nobody wants to steal anything inside a barbershop. Uh, um, but, the, you know... Well, then again, mm -hmm. you, you, Josh, you're, you're under the Rand, whole operating under random the whole acts of violence here that uh, the, all the property destruction was in order to loot. There's been a significant amount. Sure, of yeah, that, I mean, there are looters for sure, but the, yeah, no, a lot of it's just random acts of violence, really. Destruction you've just, seen in, you know, uh, it's called the George Floyd just coming in and just wrecking um, stuff because it's fun. Been, you know, it's fun. Loot, so we can loot yeah, that, just, or rather than I mean, oh, it just happens I, to be here. I do believe that. I mean, you can see that. We've all seen the videos. We've all seen the tapes. Um, I mean, can I can I um add in a, a criticism here that I can't stand that the media uses that the right wing uses a lot to describe this, and this is I I'm I'm about done with people referring to the people doing this as anarchists. They are not anarchists. These are people. These are people pouting, wanting the government to give them free stuff, wanting the government to make their lives better. 
This is the these the epitome of not an anarchist. So, too many people in this world who want to be intellectually honest use the words chaos and anarchy. They use the words chaos and anarchy interchangeably, oh, it's, no, so and it's, it's, it's wrong. Chaos is chaos isn't caused by anarchy. Look! Look where these riots are. Sure, happening. you know what? They, are they, they un- small government places? No government places? Are they places without rulers? I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to use every definition of anarchy here. Are they, um, you know, are they places that have an absence of government? No, these are big government places. So, so no. it's 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 big government. No, chaos is the better word. And chaos has been caused a hell of a lot more by big government than it has okay, been by so, small so government. Okay, so what would be a better... Or no government throughout history. In the defense okay, of chaos, so it, it... there's been a hell of a lot more big government than small government in Fair. history. But that doesn't change the facts. It's, you know, um, this is like saying, um, you know, second baseman hit more home runs than pitchers. Well... Yeah, they do. Still true, though. Still, still true. Yeah, I, we we all know why that might not be a totally fair example. In fact, I might have been given too much of the example with the second baseman pitcher analogy. But yeah, I mean, this is chaos. There is looming yeah. chaos, and it is not getting better. So, regardless of how you feel politically or philosophically, do you think it's getting better? Oh, it. I. I really think it is. I really. I, I think it is. I, I think it has gotten better. Um, the, the several steps have been taken by specifically the federal government to take decisions out of the hands of local prosecutors or local elected officials who. Hey, uh, bro. Uh, you know what's about to happen in a month and a half, right? These, you know, we take a booking photo, let these guys out with no bail and no charge. You know, no charges. <laughs> All right. If they're they are going to be charged with no bail, and they just join right back in where they <laughs> please <go>. continue. <laughs> um, the Oregon, like the yeah, I know. Did I? It, I I'm not done here. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> uh, well, specifically in Oregon, yeah, specifically in Oregon, things have kind of calmed back down. The feds have deputized the Oregon State Police, so instead of Anybody, the Oregon State Police for criminal rioting behavior being tossed over to the local prosecutor who's uh, a sympathizer um, or at least too afraid that they'll come burn down his house, um, that he can't, that he doesn't charge people and releases them or refuses to charge them and releases them. So now all they skip the the local prosecutor and jump straight to the federal, you know, the federal crimes. Um, those crimes are being tr- done by the federal justice system, which is under the, currently under the control of the Republican, you know, a Republican administration. So that's happening. Minneapolis has calmed down. Uh, Louisville is about to pop off again because the the they're actually expecting to announce something in regards to the Breonna Taylor case here shortly. 
Um, her family was paid out, I believe, an undisclosed settlement for her loss of her life um, here over the last end of last week. Uh, but apparently, they're, they've, they've said no time off allowed, uh, which generally means that they're about to announce something uh, that's probably not going to make the mob happy um, and get ready for Louisville to pop off again. But the rest of this city, I mean, you haven't seen the, the crazy activity, although you saw somebody ride a horse down the freeway in downtown Chicago today. And not one cop uh, there to tell him to stop horsing around. Crazy and looted, uh, you know, the Miracle Mile, the Magnificent Mile, and looted again. Um, yeah, yes, yeah, that's... Hey, I was hoping you'd pick up on that, man, I'm laying it on pretty sick i didn't want to interrupt I, I did i'm like i'm like oh no i moved i like i moved on like is she trying to make a, a pun any anywho um <laughs> i think it's 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 calming down quite a bit you're not i mean you're still seeing isolated pockets i mean you haven't heard at least nationally about anything crazy going on in seattle los angeles again um, although there was just a, a, some crazy shit in Rochester, New York this weekend. Um, it, it, it's not as widespread as, at least it doesn't feel from my, you know, semi-urban Indiana household that it's, it's, you know, it's not, it's not that bad. It, it's, it's, no, but, it's, I mean, it seems like, here. um, I, no, I just, like um, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm catching the vibes on the street. What about you? I, I, I feel mean, like we're in a pressure cooker. Am I wrong here? Am I forgetting something? Um, I'm... Oh yeah, no, that's no doubt. Especially now that uh, the notorious RBG is is, is passed, um, and just to stick it to him, I think Donald Trump is about to propose a uber Catholic to the bench, um, who is in a previous previous written position said that any any decision that the Pope has something to say about, she's going to have to recuse herself from. That being Amy Coney Barrett. Um, that was prior to her time on the federal bench when she had wrote a, an opinion, I believe, when she was still part of, I think it was the state court, where um, she couldn't she couldn't rule on any pen case involving the death penalty because – Well, that, that actually is um, – you know, when they, when they wrote so, that silly old thing you're about to, uh, what, you're, on the parchment – what was that thing called? Shit. What was it? The Constitution. Yeah, you know, when they wrote that um, – that, that's actually, like, what they meant. The Constitution. You know, when, when they're talking about the ideas, I mean, that I don't think the word recuse is actually in the Constitution, but in the Federalist Papers and things like that, when they're talking about, um, you know, noble judges recusing themselves, that's actually what they mean. You know, I mean, she has a religious belief. That what, what she's saying, to me anyway, what she's saying with that is, that religious belief doesn't actually line up for her constitutionally. So she's not going to allow that religious belief to play a part. I respect it personally, but I mean, you know, I've been called an uber Catholic myself in the past, so. I'm, although I'm pro death penalty, so and, I don't and, know how to know, take that up with. She's. I, here's, here's the yeah, crazy I remember thing. we discussed this on the Empire Media back in the day where, 
Yeah, no, I mean, you know, real quick, we discussed that in the Empire Media back in the day, where you, um, who is, you know, more conservative, and Adam, our old co-host, who is much, much more liberal than us, were both uh, anti-death penalty, and me, who happens to be a devout Catholic, is pro-death penalty. So just kind of, you know, I'm throwing that out there as background to show that Dorf and I sometimes have weird views, but I think they're logical and uh, sound at the same time. Yeah, it, uh, so any anywho, like, that confirmation fight plus an election in, in under six weeks, God, is it? Is I was it told there'd be no math. Six weeks, about six weeks out. Um, oh, boy, I did math. <laughs> you didn't sign. The only math I'm required to a previous number. Okay, that yeah, that's, yeah, no. Number, so you remember that. You lose so. me after counting. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're we're, we're, we're about to. We're I, you, well, luckily, about to luckily, you guys toes. can't see that I'm barefoot. Are, are you so in trouble? I'm I. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Anywho, um, any anything else? Uh, uh, I mean, it's uh, the the idea that the status quo or the establishment, whether that be a regional establishment like a state or a local establishment like the the city of Portland or the city of Seattle, it allows chaos thinking they can control and, and there will be positive outcomes. It's just like people, these people are not well-read. Chaos overthrows them, and, and guess what? You're, you know, this, this is going to sound extreme, but you see a lot of the, the let's call it the authoritarian leftist rabble-rousers, um, who are open, open communists, open Marxists, that uh, liberals get the bullet too. I hate to break it to you, Ted Wheeler, you're never going to be woke enough. You'll be the first one up against the wall when they uh, decide to overthrow Portland. Um, you know, th these, um, this is violence, and unfortunately, violence is rarely ended without more violence. Uh, I personally know of no riot no major riot um in history this certainly in american history that hasn't ended with someone in power saying after tomorrow all rioters will be shot on sight and them capping a couple before it goes down i i th this this is how riots end unfortunately or, or well, they the, can, wait. There's one other way they end. They topple the government and, and take over. And um, but I, I know what the U.S. government and U.S. military looks like, and I know what these rioters look like. And I, I don't think that's what we're looking that's at. A, I know you didn't plan this, but perfect segue into the next topic here. That being, <laughs> um, when the state or regional or local authorities refuse to use their state power uh, to quell riots. Uh, other people step in, that being non-state actors, non-state groups, such as militias. Um, you're seeing that happen all over the country. You're seeing whether it's, I mean, Virginia, a militia, you know, marching on the state capitol is essentially a tradition um, at this point, or you're seeing a lot of like in Kentucky, uh, the state 
is unable or unwilling to lock things down in Louisville because reasons. Um, and some folk from there have banded together and decided they will fill that power vacuum. Um, that is an ugly outcome. It's it's only bad things can ever really happen from there because it's really hard to de-escalate that situation and get back to the status quo without large-scale bloodshed. Um, you're unlikely to see a civil war where government band A will start shooting government band B, but that doesn't mean you're not going to see in the post-election chaos or the even the chaos leading up to this that Sure. And what are these militias? Are the are the militias quote unquote are they pro US government? Are they anti US government? It seems like most claim to be that they're actually pro government. I I don't I don't really know of of anyone that isn't. I I know that some of they claim to be, and it's not like I have this like long like laundry list of militias in front of me. But but I, I see militias that are um anti what's going on, but pro Trump's government. Basically, orange man good, if you will. Orange man good with guns. Right, that, but, but Dorf, then I also see, I also see other people, and I'm not sure if BLM counts as a militia, probably not, but I see, I see, you know, BLM and Tifa. Again, I, you know, I'm hearing Donald Trump call these people anarchists. These organizations who are, I mean, they kind of are a militia, though. They are, I don't think they would use that word to describe themselves. But they are groups that are taking over areas, and they they are a they are a force. They are a you know a forward moving force. But these again are not anti government. They're anti political. Yeah, they, they are. They're they're anti the guy who's in charge. But they want um, Joe Biden to come in and fix all their problems. 
I mean, so again, these guys aren't anti-government. Maybe they're anti, uh, you know, certain things. But these people are rioting against. I mean, the vast majority of people who are, you know, um, forward-thinking in, in BLM, Antifa, all these things, they are ripping apart democratic cities, and in six weeks from now, they're going to go pull a lever with a D next to it. Or if if they're voting. No, I – Dorf, I do not – Dorf, this is this is why I said the leadership in those parts. That's why I distinguished the leadership in those in those groups. I do not doubt that I I know the numbers. I know how many people just don't vote anyway. But I, I do not doubt that many of them won't vote. But if they do, I highly doubt those people are. You know, I mean, we we have people rioting for. No, they're not voting exactly. They're not voting for the libertarian. They're not voting for the American taxpayers or the, um, you know, grassroots constitution parties. They, they, they are not voting for this. They are not voting for Donald Trump. We can be fairly certain of that. If they're voting, they are most likely voting for, um, you know, for the Democratic Party. Potentially the Green Party, but the Green Party has a very small presence this year and is basically kind of – Green Party's kind of a little – little uh, just kind of hanging off the Biden entrails today. You know, they're, they're running a candidate but saying like, uh, but we're all going to vote for Joe Biden, right? You know, in, in essence. Now you have the other militias who are saying, you know, liberty, well, um, pro-constitution – American values, all this stuff. I mean, but this is a militia that's gonna turn around and vote for the dude that was president during this mess. So, so what exact? My question is, I guess, what exactly are they fighting over? I mean, when when I look at this, when I look at you know militia groups mounting up. Or other groups, political activist groups, mounting up and potential battles about to take place in the streets of the United States. Neither side containing, you know, military regulars, to use a, you know, a, a, a term from uh, 17 and 1800s. Use neither side containing those, but yet these clashes are about to happen. I can't help but ask, what exactly are they fighting over? And I also can't help but ask. Mm -hmm. I know I get I get accused of it all the time. I know this hat's not made of tinfoil, but I can't help but think is is this contrived? Is this is it? All right, geez, I need a haircut so bad. I can't do it. I can't do it, man. It's it's. Yeah, yeah, no, I can't do it. Well, you know me, Matt. You sure know, masks are required Josh, for haircuts here in take Detroit, it off. and um, I will not wear a mask. So, I'm kidding. Um, also, I, that's exactly that's exactly why I'm wearing a hat tonight. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> but, um, 
I still respect the right of a, I'm not that guy who's going to barge into a place of business and say, you must service me. Hey, man. That, that's Clippers not, 20 uh, bucks that's on not Amazon, uh, they, they have buzz, the right buzz, to uh, turn me down. <laughs> if I see a um, quick uh, little ad on the side like, hey, yo, barbershop open over here. We don't require masks. I'll be there tomorrow. But I gotta, you know, I, I've I've made my, I, I've I've chosen my side, and I I'm ready to face whatever adversity falls upon me for the choices I've made. So that's me. Um, but I just I can't I can't help but think that yes, that there are puppet masters out there, that there are people pulling these strings, and if I were going to run the ultimate chaos playbook. That ended with, okay, well, we didn't want the big bad government to come in and squash this rebellion, but you all know we have to now. This is exactly how I do it. I mean, this this is going to end... Sure. Sure. Um, and, and of course, I, I always preface this because people like to – I actually like the term false flag. I think it's a very good term, but a lot of so people think a that one big when someone says false flag, false that means flag. that it didn't happen. False flag doesn't mean it didn't happen. It means it didn't happen the way they say it happened. If, if, if Absolutely right. Yes. No, I'll, 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 I mean, mm-hmm. if you go back to no, the I mean, of a false flag. No, I mean, I've said that the uh, the Vegas shooting was a false flag. He was like, oh, what are you talking about? It, it happened. Population up into, to doing something. I, mean, Gulf I didn't say it didn't happen. Is, uh, what I'm saying is it didn't happen the way they said it was. And yes, I know it happened. I was actually there. Um... <laughs> Couple blocks away, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I was uh, I was at the airport. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is uh, I forgot. I don't know if we discussed it on the air. I I just I can't help but think that Vegas when that happened. That much of this is is contrived. I'm, I mean, I, I'm sorry. This this absolutely positively makes me a conspiracy theorist. I realize this. I, I don't know how many conspiracy theories need to come true before people stop saying conspiracy theorists as a Well, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to I do, Josh, I, I don't I don't disagree with you. I don't have the receipts for this claim I'm about to make either. I there is non-state actors, whether that being, you know, the Boogie George Soros, uh, front groups run by Iran, China, Russia, an adversarial relationship with us that probably have agents on the ground. Um, you, you, you saw us particularly like right when the, in the initial chaos in Minneapolis was kicking off. You saw that guy in essentially spec, well, Spec ops gear, air fingers quote, 
uh, just trying to start that fire at that auto zone where people were yelling at him like, "What are you doing? You, you know, stop doing." You know, it was a it was a white dude and who just boogied away after he got a fire going inside that. I think it was an auto zone. Um, don't be surprised if you find out one day that that wasn't a uh, a spot or a, a non-state agent or spot, you know, contractor spy, whatever you want to call him, um, from a foreign government or somebody under the control of a foreign government trying to make sure chaos because while we're sitting here bickering on about you know it's not not that the th these things are trivial but in a international geopolitics standard while, while we're sitting here bickering about what happens in our own backyard china is about to institute a draft um they're haven't slowed down they've held they've expanded their island creation activities and encroaching encroaching they on have. other people's foreign lands turkey's doing the same thing about to get in a, a dick measuring contest with greece and oh, by the way, China and India have started shooting at each other. That's two nuclear powers have started shooting at each other again. Um, all while, you know, my corona, you know, the coronavirus is a real thing. It has killed people, sure. But all while we whip people up into a frenzy about something at this point, for all intents and purposes, is no longer... It, it, it has killed more people than the seasonal flu. At this point, it's about as deadly as the seasonal flu, and that's probably what will be. You know, um, you know, Dorf. Um, I, I I think the the death curves and hospitalization curves back me up on that. Uh, while you while know, we still um, can't stop tripping I know, over here, ourselves, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll about, spur about everybody out there crap. who is going to um, then say, "Are you a scientist? Are you a doctor?" <laughs> No, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. Hell, you know what, Dorf? You're a hell of a lot better at reading data than I am, uh, especially when it comes to no, numbers. I can read data. I told you about me and math. But I, I'm not, um, not going to tell you that the coronavirus is not dangerous. I'm not going to tell you that it's the worst thing ever either. I'm going to tell you this, though. I'm going to tell you it's the year 2020 and that we – have greater technology than we've ever experienced ever. We have better means to combat things like this than we ever have, and that we have experienced the greatest loss of liberty in the United States of America and oh, greatest loss of liberty. For I'm sure, not going to say greatest loss Absolutely, of liberty. Absolutely, for sure. Greatest transfer the the, the greatest loss of liberty in American history and in the world. And in the world. No, but but the, but no, the greatest loss of liberty I, I, on paper. The greatest loss of liberty Patriot in my Act, mind is, is the Patriot Act. But not executed. I mean, I, I, what, what liberty did you lose in the Patriot Act? Right, and that lit, that that gave way to this, but they didn't take away uh, your Fourth, Fourth Amendment, Amendment right. Not worth the when with the Patriot anymore. Act, they took it away. They took it away. No, they didn't because rights aren't taken away on pieces of paper, Dorf. Oh yeah, oh, rights yeah, aren't yeah. taken away. They 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 justified. They justified well, their what, ability. What was allowed to their the whole, the ability to take away. 
you're right with the Patriot Act. They justified their ability to take it away with um, giving emergency powers acts in the 60s to governors of states, but they didn't take away the liberties then. They wrote it down on a piece of paper then. They didn't tell you you couldn't leave your house in 1965 when they you know, gave the governor of Michigan supposed powers to take your rights away. They didn't take away your Fourth Amendment right when they wrote the Patriot Act. They took away your Fourth Amendment right when they started spying on you through the Internet. They took away your, you know, they took away your rights when they said, you can't leave the house. If you own a business, you're not allowed to serve people who aren't wearing a mask. That, that took away the right. That actually took away the right in an institutionalized way. Yeah, trust me, Dorf, I hate the Patriot Act. I hate all this stuff. I'm that guy that says every single gun law is an infringement on the Second Amendment. But with that being said, until until Guys, they knock people, your door you down, and Josh, then they Josh try will it out argue of the cold dead hands of all the people that claim that's how it's going to go down. That that's when they take the right away. Right now is when the rights went. Hey, went down in Australia. Right I have friends now, in man. Australia. A lot of friends in Australia. Several. I not a lot. That makes it sound like I know a thousand people. Look! Look what's going on in Australia right now. It's it's. Who thought that uh, Orange Man would be bringing uh, martial law to the streets? Where you you know a guy who took out his trash without a mask on at like after the the curfew or whatever got his yeah, teeth and, kicked and, in. And um, in Australia, what like who are, you know who have broad sweeping emergency powers to just oh yeah we're gonna search because we. Th- Oh, we're gonna we're gonna arrest you because you are try- attempting to organize on Facebook an anti-government protest. Well, I mean, in in in, in Australia, they've never had freedom of speech. You know, they they've never had these rights. But in I mean, and how many people even have the Rona in Australia and New Zealand? Like a half a dozen or something? Like yeah, seven, and, and not literally, but it's, it's like, nobody. It's nobody. It's, it's not an issue. It is not an issue. Same, same with. Well, guess I mean, what? In, in virus. India, I hate to break it India, to people. Vi- people virus gonna and you know dragging them away and throwing them in the trunks of Volkswagens too. I mean, it's you know. I hate to break it to you guys. Virus gonna virus. We locked down and oh, like uh, we didn't have a single case of the 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 coronavirus in New Zealand for like eight weeks. Well, guess what, like, guys? You haven't built up any sort of herd immunity. And you're not going to be able to keep things locked down until if and when there there ever would be a, a you know a vaccine that you could distribute massively to and force people to take, whether you know assuming it works, which it probably won't. Um, it's going to get you eventually. You know, Dorf, I know you you love data, and when you look at the data from all the different countries and then try to cross reference the data, and I've tried to do this, you know, I, I really have. When you when you take all the data, try to cross reference it with how severe the lockdowns of those nations were. There's no rhyme or reason to it. There's there's virtually no correlation. So 
that this is what I'm saying. So there there is no rhyme or reason to this data, which you can then try to hyperanalyze the data, or you can be logical and say the lockdowns and the government's actions have had virtually nothing to do with it. I mean, you look at the United States by percentage. I mean, you got you got Switzerland and Sweden, a little lax. You got Australia and New Zealand, uh, just dropping the hammer. Uh, then you know you try to compare the United States, you know, per million to these things. I mean, Belgium and UK have a speed with cases. France and Germany below. They they all roughly did the same thing. There isn't a rhyme or reason to this. Right, right. Listen, listen, Dorf, you're, you're a bigger data guy than me. You, uh, you're, you're into it way more than I am. But listen, data is awesome if it's good data. Right, it, but if, you, if it's lousy data, then it's worthless. If, if, it's, not, if it's not used properly, I mean... Now the scientific methods work as has existed for a long time. These um Until the year twenty, like like twenty fourteen, when we decided that people's feelings were more important. Reason? Yeah, no, I uh, listen. If, if people, 
if people haven't seen the movie Idiocracy, they need to. Um, I used to recommend... Right, no, I used to recommend the movie Idiocracy years ago. I, I probably watched that movie 50 times. I used to, the first 25 times, I watched it because it was hilarious. I watch it now, it's not funny. I literally watched the entire movie without laughing. It's... It is it is a profound mockumentary, if you will. This is this is what if you haven't seen that movie, watch it, and um, you know it, you used to watch it and laugh. Now you'll laugh and maybe try a little bit too. But um, so I don't know. I mean, so just I guess keep uh, keep watching your cable news. Keep hiding in your house. Keep. Uh, Get a respiratory virus. For us. And spread this fear porn. Because that's what the, the economic environment right. incentivizes. Doesn't incentivize getting it right. It just incentivizes getting people to click on it, and that's fine. It's just the the public ignorance of that fact and, and taking everything you read at face value. And that's why I don't like the idea of trust and verify. Trust and verify is just killing. Um, me. I mean, is then again, that you say to trust but verify. Hon honestly, like, it, if this didn't make me so angry, do you, you know the the policies surrounding Corona? Do you think I would honestly? looked into whether or not what I'm reading is true no 
Well, it's not even trust. It's not even trust, but verify. It's just you know a healthy amount of skepticism is probably a better way to say that. Do you know what I trust and verify, Dorf? What I trust and verify. I trust and verify things that you say. Because I know you and I trust attempt you. To read the There's the another, these, you know, these, these 20 society, people in my life that when they speaking, say something, I trust and verify. There's, there's quite a few when I see something on the internet, when I hear something on television, when I hear something on the radio, where the study I question everything. And I, I ask people to do the same. Don't just question sure. the stuff that doesn't sound right. Question the stuff that does sound right. There... The the media, news media, television, radio, internet, newspapers, they have done nothing but show us that they Why? are wrong <laughs> very frequently for all time. No, I mean, for, for decades they showed us they were wrong a lot, and now they show us that they're wrong a whole lot, but also that they have enormous bias and agendas. So someone who is frequently wrong and, and has a biased agenda wrong, should not be wrong. trusted than verified. They should be distrusted and verified. They should be questioned over and over again and then still and then still maybe kind of trusted, you know. But, but so many people out there, they don't want to just they, – they want to distrust. If you're, if you're a Democrat, you, want, you don't want to trust Fox News. If you're a Republican, you don't want to trust MSNBC. But nobody out there doesn't want to trust both sides. When we both know in our hearts that both sides are lying to us, right? Look at the, uh, look at the Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing right now. This is the example. You know, if – if you were for Merrick Garland being put into the Supreme Court when Barack Obama nominated him at the end of his term, you better be for Donald Trump nominating somebody to the Supreme Court right now. If you were against Barack Obama being able to put in Merrick Garland into the Supreme Court after Justice Scalia died because his term is about to end and the people need to speak and fill in the blanks with, with, with unconstitutional nonsense, then you better be against Donald Trump doing it. Is, who holds that position, though? Nobody holds that position, Dorf, because they never held their position based on the Constitution. They never held their Constitution based on logic. They never held that position no, based on justice or what is right or what is the better system or how the system should be interpreted. They based it because I like the guy with the R next to his name or I like the guy with the D next to his sports, name. That's man. it. That's it. I am proud to say that when Justice Scalia died, who was one of my idols, absolutely loved Anthony and Scalia. Huge fan of mine. I, I'm a huge fan of his. He wasn't a huge fan of mine. He's no, I, he, he died not having a clue who I was. Um, but no, I was a huge fan of, of Justice Scalia. My, definitely my favorite Supreme Court justice in, in my lifetime. When he died, I said... 
And hey, I'm not opposed to some. Uh, there's some weird uh, conspiracy theories, if you will, about the death of Antonin Scalia and what surrounded it and all these things. And yeah, I mean, no, I mean, yes, I actually, but that that's a that's a different that's a different different time, you know. No, the, and that and that is a conspiracy, and I'm not even. I got one. Um, I could, no, uh, I, I, I could show you some stuff, but, um, that, that's but a, not now. Not now. That's a conspiracy, um, but, but um, despite all that, I and I was I not a Barack Obama fan, certainly that. didn't vote for him either time, he was president of the United States. The idea that... In, in the year 2020, quite frankly, this entire process, I pointed out earlier, I, I don't know data nearly as well as Dorf. I don't know a lot of other things nearly as well as a lot of other people. I do know the Constitution pretty well. And I do know the intent of the Constitution pretty well. And in the year 2020, with our technology, and the way the world works, the way the system works, the when a Supreme Court justice dies, that spot should be filled in, I don't know, 72 hours. And, and, and no, I, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm, I'm not trying to... Sure, absolutely, yeah. No, I mean, it should be. Trying, um, I, hell, you could even, you could even say this before the next schedule. Quite session. frankly, in the year 2020, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm. This is truly or, or how I believe it should be interpreted, session. and how how I interpret it. And the year 2020, it should be somebody. I, I, you're president of the United States. You should have the person picked out. Really, I mean, to me, okay. Ready to go. Well, I mean, uh, to to Orange Man's credit, he he released a list two weeks ago of, uh, you know, this is my the list I'm choosing from. He didn't write it. I think it was actually the federal. The idea that Donald Trump isn't president right now. Will do. You know, before the election, before anything. I mean, he's he's president. Even right, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna crap on the Republicans real hard right now. Barack Obama had like eleven months to go, and they blocked him. Nonsense! It's bullshit. There's no other way to describe it. Well, they they shouldn't. Here's the thing, Josh. I. I didn't vote for Orange Man. I still don't know if I will. It does matter because the popular vote is going to play into the chaos that is going to ensue. The so sure, sure for that for that matter it does. But my state will be going red no matter what I if I I got you. I, I got you from just voting on that ticket. I uh, don't vote at all, or if I am standing in line at five o'clock in the morning, it's okay. No, but the I forget where I was going here. Any, anywho, the 
the oh no i got i got it i got it here again um the it was mitch mcconnell it was an unprincipled and anti-constitutional thing to do what he did to sit on Merrick Garland. But the, the but the Machiavellian cutthroat power games, which he has essentially put in the the position of majority leader of the Senate to play. Ma- Machiavellian, like his, yes. His party um, power hungry, yes. That was the absolutely um, government controlled, yes. Machiavellian um, thing to do. Good idea for your partisan beliefs. Yes, um, but, I, but, not even yeah. close. I, I don't disagree Wait, with I, you here, uh, but it's, it's not within the original, I'm, I'm trying, it's not within, within I'm trying to remember, intense, Dorf, you know, what, um, the GOP loves to, what are the powers, the powers laid out in the Constitution for the, the Senate time, Majority Leader? Definitely not what they had in mind. I always have trouble with this. Right. Oh, that's right. The reason I can't remember is because... The idea of Senate Majority Leader, House Majority Leader, Senate Minority Whip, um, all all these positions you hear about, none of them are in the Constitution. None of these exist. These are things they – these are things created. Hang on. Let me finish this, Thor. These are positions that were created. Brief aside here. Through through the government for for their own ease of uh, function, for functionality. That's okay. It doesn't say that – the Constitution doesn't say that you can't – yeah, I mean that's fine. But they don't actually have powers. Um, The idea that Mitch McConnell is more powerful than the other 99 senators is completely made up. It's – yeah, it's neat. That's the majority that's, sets that's the adorable. schedule. Um, the majority sets the schedule, and he's the majority leader. With that being said, the president, there is always a president. The president is the acting president of all time. Joe Biden right now has no power whatsoever, just like Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton had zero power at the end of Barack Obama's ter- term. So, truth be told, I would hold this position, and any constitutionalist, any person who values the Constitution at all, should hold this position. I'm not normally in the game of telling other people what position they should hold, but I'm going to do that today. I'm going to tell you what exactly what position you should hold. If the election is the election is held the first Tuesday of November, and Joe Biden wins. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg, rest in peace, dies. She celebrates Christmas with her family and dies on December 27th. Guess who should be picking the next Supreme Court justice? The 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, should absolutely positively be picking that Supreme Court justice. He should pick it, and guess what? And, and at the same time, the down, Senate, it's still within the Get out in the snow, catch a plane, do what you need to do, have the vote via Skype. I don't care. But that Supreme Court justice should be verified before the new year. All the other crap that's going on is made up. Well, it's oh, fake. John, I don't it's even fake. think you could say, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I think you're. I think you're missing What's a huge that? part here. The Senate's advice and consent rule. I don't even say it needs to be verified. It needs to be a period of time. And, you know, if the Senate 
isn't gonna you know it doesn't consent to it then they they have that that check on the executive authority to not approve the nominee you know but the idea that the senate should be providing reason for that but a simple up down majority vote be reason enough um i i guess it is i mean i guess it is but um any any senator any senator is is absolutely guilty of dereliction of duty if they vote no on someone who is qualified to be a Supreme Court justice. That I mean, that's exactly how the Constitution reads. You are not voting on the Supreme Court justice whether or not you like them. You are voting on, was the president allowed to nominate this person? Are they qualified? Are they intellectually sound? Intellectually and physically sound to hold the office. That's it. There's, there's, there's no politics in it. I mean, this is, this is supposed to be an upvote. The, the... You know what? You're right, and it's a flaw. It is. It is. It is a legitimate flaw because the framers wrote the Constitution, assuming that people would be honorable. Yeah, they they assumed, and they assumed that the the people would choose and seek out and vote for honorable men and women to hold these positions and we don't we don't seek those people out but even so i mean he should he should appoint someone we should be voting on it and you know if if things like that really are voted right down party lines i mean even with the merrick garland thing back in the day you know back back with obama you know, yeah, sure, the Republicans held the Senate, but had that been held to an actual vote right away, God, I would like to think that with the right that with the with the um with the Democrats voting D, because you know that's what we do. I got to I got to imagine there was three or five or whatever whatever was necessary Republicans who have read the Constitution like at least once who would who would recognize that and actually vote that way maybe not really I seriously maybe not I I don't I don't doubt it but if that's the case the system is broken by the way for people out there be like oh my god like what's what's Josh saying why is he why is he a Democrat tonight? I don't like Merrick Garland at all. I dislike him. I loved Antonin Scalia. I kind of like Justice Kavanaugh. You know, I mean, and what they did to Kavanaugh was ludicrous. It was ridiculous what they what they put that man through. So the injustice on both sides of the aisle. 
I, I have no desire to debate which side, the R or the D, are more corrupt. They're both terrible. If there's evidence to show that one of them is a little bit more worse or terribler, that's great. Neat. Hilarious. Who cares? They both suck. And they're they're both abusing their power. And we're fine with it because, because we're at home yelling at our TVs, screaming either Orange Man bad or Orange Man good. And it's it's garbage. And what's so weird about it, Dorf, too? If, I mean, and I'll wrap up after this. I'm sorry. But what's so weird about this is that they talk about fairness. They talk about this. They talk. Had it. <laughs> had they actually followed the Constitution, then Scalia died right before Barack Obama ended. He would have appointed Merrick Garland. Ginsburg dies right before Trump gets out. He could have appointed, I don't know, Kavanaugh. <laughs> and it would be the exact same thing. You know, I mean, there, there would be – it's no big deal. You know, this idea that that we have to maintain like a, a steady right-left division in the Supreme Court just shows that our – that our system is hanging by a thread. It shows that the people in power know that this really can't be maintained much longer. And that if the Supreme Court shifts one side to the other, we're just screwed. It's over. It's done. You know. Not a good look. It really not it's it's rough, man. It's rough. That, that's it's um if you ask me. That's proof positive that it's all over but the shouting. But we'll see. We'll see. We're gonna have a we're, we're gonna have a crazy couple of weeks, man. Crazy crazy month and a half. Oh, I mean, not unconstitutional behavior. Um, I, um, you know, I mean, criminal behavior can still be deemed as criminal behavior, you know, if if that is what's happening. But the the idea of um, assembling, you know, assembling peacefully, even assembling peacefully with the ability to become not so peaceful. Certainly not unconstitutional. Um, we're well, you know what. You know what? They like to point out the guys that show up and peacefully open carry an AR-15. And by the way, I was at the, that that very first Michigan protest, and um, they sure did like to take, you know, they, they sure like to snipe like half a dozen pictures and uh, put that on the radio and or put that on the news and act like that's, you know, was the norm or what happened that day when it certainly wasn't the case. But 
that's neither here nor there. But any protest, guns, no guns, left, right, um, no matter what the sign says, any protest is, by definition, a show of force. You know, the, the idea of the peaceful protest is to march upon a place, remain peaceful, but what you're saying is, this is how many people are on our side. We are peaceful today. We may not be peaceful tomorrow. Fix X, Y, and Z. That is the very definition of a protest. Many people who show up to a protest may not ever have that thought. I, I tend to kind of think protests are dumb often, but because I don't feel like the people are really on board with it, I feel like a lot of people go for a fad. But that is what they're saying. That is what you're supposed to be. That's the idea of the protest is that we're protesting peacefully today so we don't have to be non-peaceful tomorrow. You know, get in line, do X, Y, and Z, and right, right. Because, you know, and they're showing you by having so many people there, they're saying, we're not burning down the Capitol building. But... Look how many people are standing behind Redress me. Redress our grievances so we don't have to make We could. You know, like, we, we could if we wanted to. And, and that's what the, you know, whether you're holding an AR-15 or holding a sign or, you know, it's. Yet. What you do defines how peaceful you are. You know, a person holding an AR-15 not harming anyone and a person holding a rock, throwing it at someone's head, you know, which one is violent and which one isn't. If you're logical, if you're reasonable, the answer is obvious. Guns, rocks, sticks, Motov cocktails, these are these are amoral objects. They they don't have thoughts. Right. These are, you know, a, a brick can be used to break the window of your beautiful car it can also be used to build a home they don't, the they don't act amor. on their own a gun can be used to shoot a deer that feeds a family it can also be used to commit a horrific murder That's it. right right it can be it can it can be absolutely can be absolutely amoral where it is it is it, it can be devoid of morals and just yeah like i'm shooting at a target because i think it's fun it can also just be used to to shoot it that, that absolutely works pop some paper yeah punch some paper that's um you know we didn't really even get into uh you know police presence in this today tonight too much but um perhaps you know maybe we can do a follow-up uh or something that more focuses on that thing unless you wanted to jump into it but Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That is it, sir.